Well, it might just be the magic that Patrick needs, not the Patrick, not the magic that Patrick has to make. It all goes into the formula to get a W, and they got that done. Where do they go from here? Is Nick Bolton back, and what does this Packers game look like today? With Matt Derrick on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We are brought to you today by Prize Picks. It's the easiest way to get in the action. I think you want to check it out because it's the most exciting platform to play daily fantasy sports on. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our code locked on NFL to get that price, uh, that first deposit price match up to $100. Check them out at Prize Picks. We have some prizes to give away, uh, some magic coins, some magic wands. We'll see what happens. Uh, what does this all come down to today? Packers game preview coming up later. Nick Bolton may be returning. We're going to start with uh, where Patrick Mahomes is with Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com, where you can go get subbed over on his YouTube channel at Chiefs Digest and ChiefsDigest.com to get all the inside information. Matt is behind the scenes. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, as well as RGR Football. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That means your team every day on every platform for free, everywhere in the world that I can find it, uh, and even the moon if I can get myself out there. So check Spotify, check Apple, and make sure you get subbed. Matt, this is going to be a fun one because at the end of the day, I think some carried away with how good the potential of an offense is with Andy Reid calling it, and let's be real, Andy Reid's calling it, and Patrick Mahomes executing it. But this game against the Raiders, now granted a dilapidated foe, let's be real, Um, but it felt to me like simplification is the order of the day. Keep it simple and keep it moving in the right direction. Do you think that's something they can double down on and move forward through the, the end of the regular season with? Well, I mean, I think they have to. I mean, that's the bottom line is that, um, you know, what the what the Chiefs did on Sunday against the Raiders was going back to the fundamentals. It was all about just getting rid of the ball quickly, finding getting the ball to their skill players in space, running the football and just doing those three things in concert and really, you know, forgetting about the idea of trying to force something to happen and just let it happen. Uh, we saw this team won a Super Bowl last year because Patrick Mahomes, by, by, and, by and large, was just taking what defenses were giving him. And, you know, it was, it was, to me, it was an adjustment from 2021 when, you know, hey, the Chiefs struggled at times. They had some bad moments. I mean, that was a, to me, a luring experience for my Patrick Mahomes when he was kind of dealing with the aftermath of Super Bowl 55 and the way that the, the Buccaneers played him. And then everybody went to town on that that game plan and and the Chiefs countered it. So now teams are, are attacking the Chiefs a little bit differently. And the one thing that and we've talked about it for several weeks now, and Antonio Pierce kind of even just laid it out in, in bear, full bear that the other coaches won't because he's a little bit you know green but it's nice to hear was that the raiders game plan was keep patrick mahomes in the pocket and that is the concept that teams are going with right now because the feeling is that if you keep patrick mahomes in the pocket and don't let him escape laterally and get him outside where he can make some plays you force him to stay in the pocket he's going to hold on to the ball long enough to make a mistake and that's what the Chiefs were trying to avoid on Sunday. I mean, by, by going back to fundamentals, it was about getting rid of the ball quickly so that, you know, you weren't taking sacks, you're not taking hits, you're not exposing the football, you know, and you're not waiting so long that, you know, eventually, you know, the idea I think is that a lot of Chiefs fans would have is that, hey, the longer that Patrick Mahomes holds on the football, the more likely somebody is to get open. 
But that's not the way it's working right now with the defenses that they're seeing. And what ends up happening is that you end up taking probably too many shots downfield that are a low percentage. And we've seen it this year. And I don't think that this is a reflection on Mahomes. I think it's a reflection on just what he has in the room right now. But his numbers on throwing the ball downfield are terrible. They're the worst of his career. And I don't think that's, like I said, I don't think that's on Mahomes. I think it's just with the situation. So what do you do? You change the situation. And that's what I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were trying to do on Sunday. And I think they're going to continue to do it until somebody figures it out. I, I agree. And they were able to rest a couple of receivers in, in Tony and Hardman. We'll see when they get them back. I know Hardman went to IR, right? So it's four weeks, right? Uh, there's there's a minimum there. And so that allows you, I think, to put a certain curtail on what you're going to do. Will there be a shot or two? I think there definitely will against some of the teams that they still have to face. We'll talk about the Packers coming up later, folks, as this is the next foe on Sunday Night Football. But in the meantime, it comes down to executing your intermediate offense, I think, as well as possible. It's something that I think has been one of their better areas on the field this season. That includes with Travis, uh, with Rasheed Rice. Uh, you can run the crossers. You can do all the things that are classic West Coast-type plays, mesh and et cetera, and just run it until it falls off the wheels. Make someone take it away from you. I think it has to be a little bit boring, but I think if you do that and you sprinkle in the run, another 15 carries for Pacheco we saw the other night, uh, that is a formula right now that I think with the defense playing the way it is, you can win consistently with it. I don't feel that that puts you know, games either in, in jeopardy or, quite frankly, uh, into the realm where nobody wants to watch them because I still think they're going to put up points. I think this is the way that it has to go. If there's any wrinkle that you would throw back in or do you disagree with me, what would it be? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. And, you know, and, uh, and I'm not, you know, anti-deep ball, but, you know, my reality of it with it right now is that, you know, do you feel like that you have a deep ball receiver on this team? And I just can't make that case right now. Not that, you know, anyone that is a deep ball receiver who can, who can, let's say, you know, deal with maybe you'll call it double coverage because, you know, I mean, the way that the teams are playing the Chiefs right now in these zones, I mean, it's hard to find a spot down the field with teams trying to take away the back end of the field that you're just not going to have, you know, too much contested coverage. I mean, it's hard to find an open spot downfield because teams are trying to take that away. And to your point, that means the intermediate part of the field is open. And Andy Reid can design a game plan and, and is incredible at designing plays that are created to ex, you know, exploit that part of the field. And, and you know, even though it was a short pass, you know, the, the touchdown to Rasheed Rice is an absolutely great example of all of this. And because, you know, one, Chiefs are looking for the big play. Well, that was a 39-yard touchdown, and it went four yards downfield. You know, all big plays don't have to be big throws, but that play in particular, you go back and look at it, was just spectacular design. You know, with, and Mahomes kind of walked us through the play after the game and everything, you know, as, as far as, you know, with the, the shallow cross, you know, I mean, it's intended, you know, you've got multiple receivers on the field that are all working to get Rasheed Rice open, and it worked perfectly to a T. I mean, I think even MVS was open on that play because the, the Raiders, it was that well designed to play. I mean, it could have gone all, it kind, of, kind of gone different directions, but it was designed to get the ball to Rasheed Rice in space. And then once Rasheed Rice has a full head of steam, good luck getting him down. And that's what the Chiefs are figuring out. And the more they can do things like that, I think this offense is going to be just fine. Yeah, I have to think so as well. It, then you can sprinkle back in by – establishing the, the foundational piece. You can sprinkle some things back in just before the playoff run like Andy likes to do, put some more film work on the, the, the plate for the other teams, 
and then get after it. I'm looking forward to that. And it all is dependent about having that that other thing to push on, the other irresistible force in this defense, and it's about to get a little bit better. We're going to talk about Nick Bolton coming back to this defense here on the backside of this. More from Locked On Chiefs, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are brought to you by Prime's Picks, and that is the easiest, fastest, most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. They're the largest platform in North America. It's super simple and gives you everything that you need just to get in, get out, and make your plays. Instead of battling thousands of players, pros, sharks, etc., you can just pick more or less on two to six player staff projections and watch the winnings roll in. It makes life super simple. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season just by getting in on the action. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to break 280 yards? You want to take the more. Do you think that Justin Watson is going to be the leading receiver at seven receptions? If not, you can take the lower. You can do whatever you want. It's just higher or lower against the stat line, and then you can get in the action. Two to six entries gets you online, and you can win up to 25 times your entry. It makes it super simple all the time. It's 60 seconds, and you're out the door on a very, very friendly app. The PrizePix has put together for you, and it's super simple to get it all back when you use our code and go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's use the code LockedOnNFL. That is all one word, and that first deposit match is coming back to you at $100. You put in $100, they're going to give you $100 as well. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL. Super, super simple. It's at PrizePicks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Now, Sunday Night Football is coming up here, and if you're not going to be like me, I might need a a frozen airdrop uh, to get some delivery here, but you might want to have a snack. You might want to just keep it simple, you know, a a nice footlong or maybe a party platter from uh, Mr. Good Sense, you know, always a staple around here. Maybe you want to get some barbecue. Maybe you want that cheesy bake from Jack Stack. You can get it all by using DoorDash. Right now, it makes life super simple, and you can get 50% off a $10 order when you spend 15 or more on your first order through DoorDash. Download the app, use it, and enter the code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-23. Subject to change, and terms are going to apply, but it makes life super simple. You can get through a number of different places. Maybe you want maybe you want a sandwich from one shop and you want uh, something else from another. You can get a little bit of help that way, put it all together for your game day experience. Maybe you even want to send me some. I'll be in the frozen north this week uh, and looking for something that tastes like home. So check it out. That's 50% off of up to a $10 value on 15 when you spend at your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use our code LOCKED23. Terms uh, do apply and they are subject to change. The other thing that is subject to change is that injuries are a cycle. You start with a full roster. You're going to lose some attrition, by the way. One of the underlying, I think, bigger storylines that we don't talk enough about is just how consistent this defense has been able to be because of the depth they have at the linebacker level. When your team captain, the guy who calls your defense, goes out with injuries. Nick Bolton's been gone for a bit. Drew Tranquil's been filling in quite admirably. Now it's a possibility, Matt, that Bolton is back, uh, should be back at practice this week. We'll see what happens when it comes to Sunday night. But the strength getting stronger, that's what I see here. Does it become a problem for you about like just how to pepper him in to get him back onto the field in terms of snap counts or those kind of things? Or is it just plug and play as soon as he's back? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing that the Chiefs have a luxury here is that there's no rush to have to get Nick Bolton back onto the field any sooner than they have to. And they've been cautious with him. I mean, he could have returned to practice as early as last week, but, you know, they wanted to take it easy with him. Bolton's been wanting to get back out there. Um, Yes, it's very likely we will see. I would guess we will see him on Wednesday. Uh, I think there's a low percentage chance that he plays against Green Bay because I think they're going to want to give him a little bit of time to get his feet back under him. And then when he comes back, I mean, he'll be the starter, but you raise a great question, which is, you know, do you then continue to give Drew Tranquil maybe a couple of drives, you know, so that Bolton's not playing a full workload when he does come back and he can kind of work his way back in. I mean, he's bound to have a little bit of rust. Um, but no, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, when Snick Bolton gets back, I mean, they are a different team as well as Drew Tranquil has done and, and he's, and he's managed the defense pretty well. I mean, I couldn't help but think on that Josh Jacobs big touchdown run that I think to myself, gosh, does that happen if Nick Bolton's out there? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, he might have, might've stopped that. I mean, but there's other plays that Drew Tranquil maybe makes that Nick Bolton doesn't. I mean, it's six of one, half dozen of another, but there's no doubt. I mean, Bolton's a good player. So once he gets back, I mean, they're going to make sure that he's as, as a, close to a hundred percent as he can be. So it wouldn't surprise me if Buffalo, I think is a much more likely example of him coming back and, and that would be a good week because I think that's a week that they could, they'll need him. I, I agree. I, I think there's a one, two punch up there and they haven't been run the ball terribly well but well enough that you think that it could be something that hurts you and again there's always the allen factor so you're going to get some run yardage out of him as well maybe not this week where you have a couple a pair of wideouts that you want to get the young quarterback going on if you're in green bay we'll talk more specifically about that game coming up but i think the strength of what we've seen recently and a guy that i think played a great game last week that we didn't talk enough about was trent mcduffie he's been leading that that secondary most of the season uh, when you're trying to set him up for success, too, um, just year two, uh, a number of players, including uh, Jalen Watson, Josh Williams, uh, Brian Cook, who's been the starter as well. Uh, at this point, are you over the the second year wall kind of thing? Are we past that now that we're past the bye? Or is there any kind of uh, concern in the back of your head about the longevity of this season dragging on and maybe seeing a downturn before we hit the playoffs? No, I really don't have a, a lot of concern. I mean, I think the only one that you might have some concerns with is 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 Big Duffy because he hasn't really been through it. I mean, you think last year, you know, he had this the the absence in the six games that he missed because of the injury. So he hasn't have hasn't played a 17 game season before. I mean, so that is a little bit unique for him. But uh, I don't see any evidence with that him hitting through that through at all. And everybody else, I mean, you know, this year they're playing a, a little bit less than they all did last year. You know, so they're more. You know, those guys remember were, were for the most part rotating in as starters, and right now they're rotating as as backups. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that has allowed them to manage the workload overall. And and even looking at the defense. You know, really, the only Justin Reed and Brian Cook are probably in the ballpark of playing close to every snap, and Justin Reed much more so. I mean, those those are the two guys have gotten the most work that they really don't give any time off to. I think we have seen them actually the, the defense and, and Joe Cullen on that defensive line try to bring the numbers down a little bit for his defensive front four because it was pretty heavy with the starters with Karloftis and Dana and Chris Jones getting a lot of work. Um, I think you're saying in the snap counts, them coming down just a little bit, you know, with a minute coming back and and trying to make sure that they can keep those guys fresh. But so I I look at it from a different all the all those different positions and and for this year's class, I mean that's the other question, you know. And now, granted, you know a lot of the rookies in this year's class haven't been getting a ton of work. Rasheed Rice is probably the one you would look for, and I actually talked to him about that last week, you know, 
um, since they're they're getting to the point where normally his season would be coming to an end right now with only a, maybe a bowl game to play, and yet mm-hmm. he's still got a lot of football to go. And and he says, yeah, I mean, it's a difference. I mean, you, he says you do feel it and everything, but he, he feels that, you know, as far as where his workload has been managed, he's in pretty good shape. Well, that's a plus because uh, if all goes well, uh, he's halfway at this point. So a lot of games yet to be played. Uh, the one thing that, that I look at the defense, and like you were talking about the snap counts coming down a little bit, uh, George Karloftis, Chris Jones, leading in pressures, leading in sacks on this team. A lot of pressure coming from the blitzers, uh, more so the linebackers than we've seen in, in years past, but still a heavy dose of Trent McDuffie in particular, but DBs in general. Is that, again, more longevity for the, the defensive front to have their legs underneath them come January, uh, knock on wood February and go from there? Or is it something where you feel like maybe you need to lock it down a little bit more so that you get into a rhythm? Are we in danger here of not playing enough snaps to not let everybody really reach their peak in a given ballgame? Yeah, I mean, the the only thing I think you really have to guard against at this time and be worried about from a defensive standpoint are injuries and how that's going to really affect things. Because I think that, you know, by and large, Spagnolo and his you know, assistants have have really kind of identified their rotation. I mean, they know who they're going to want to go to once, you know, you kind of shorten the benches a little bit in the postseason. I mean, they've got their rotation set and they feel pretty good about who's going to get work and who's going to get, you know, more snaps and, and crunch time in big games. I think they would love to get, you know, some blowout wins here down the stretch so that maybe they could rotate some other guys in and get some more guys some snaps just in case they are needed. I mean, I think you would like to be able to make sure that Justin, you know, or a Jalen Watson and a Joshua Williams are ready if an injury occurs and they need to play a lot more snaps. So that I think is the only thing you really, you know, that they need to guard against. But otherwise, I, I think that, you know, especially up front. I mean, that's the one place that I, I do think that they're going to want to maybe bring down the numbers a little bit just so that they can keep those guys fresh. But I, I think for the most part, Chiefs will feel pretty comfortable with where their workload is. Jamari Conner another guy that I want to see sprinkled in a little bit more, uh, get him a little tuned up for this postseason. But that starts against the Packers. It's going to be a cold ball game. We're going to talk about what needs to get done. And is this a trap game coming up next? And Matt's not going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you that if you're looking to make that hire like I am, you always want to get in there and get the best candidates that you can. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you. That's why they give you all the tools to find the right professionals at the right time for free. All you have to do is post your job. They'll give you that frame that lets everyone know on your profile that you are looking for a little bit of help and you need the right candidates to make that hire. Once you get that, it just works like wildfire. They give you the tools to sort and to uh, go through the process. It's intuitive, it's easy, and it gives you the answers that you're looking for quick and easy. So right now, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Super, super simple. Enjoy all the features that you get to get the right candidates for what you're looking for. That's linkedin.com slash NFL. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, as as we turn the page here, Matt, and we're looking towards the green and gold, um, the the temperature forecast is dropping, which is making me kind of frustrated. But what does that do for your outlook about, again, back to the top of the show, doubling down on the the kind of formula that we've seen here, a little bit of snow in the forecast for this ball game. Do you see this becoming one of those games that Andy kind of sets aside? 
maybe runs the ball a little bit more, takes it easy, really just concentrates on the tighter throws uh, in the 8 to 12 yard range and under? Or do you see this as a full bore, whatever you get, you get? Yeah, it's it's a good question because I do think that, you know, there's a tendency to maybe at first glance look at this game and think, okay, well, this maybe not grab their the team's attention as much. And let's face it, I mean, once again, we talk about these NFC games, they don't mean as much as the AFC games. The only thing it really means for is towards the overall record. But from the tiebreaker standpoints and all of those things, this is a very low impact game. I mean, now Chiefs want to win it, obviously. They need to because right now it's just too close with all of the top seeds. We saw on Sunday, you know, one win, you know, you can fall a half game behind and suddenly you go from the one seed to the four seed. And no, the Chiefs aren't right now in any danger of losing the AFC West, but you don't want to make sure you don't put yourself and stumble into a position where you all of a sudden you find yourself in a dogfight. So it's important from that standpoint. And and no, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are going to back off in any way. But, you know, hey, does this mean that you put out your best stuff, especially since you've got Buffalo the following week? And and that is a much more impact game. That is a, a high end game. Um, I don't think I've, I've considered a possibility that this is a trap game, but I don't think it is for two reasons. And one is that I think Green Bay caught everybody's attention with that win on Thanksgiving against the Lions. Lions are a good team. Obviously, the Chiefs know that from firsthand experience. So Packers going to be able to go into Detroit and get that win, I think, woke up anybody who might think that this is just a, a below average team that they can push around. And two, it's Lambeau Field. It's Green Bay. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was talking about it immediately after the game in Las Vegas. So I think that tells you, you know, this is a that this is a, you know, a, a bucket list venue for NFL players and for Mahomes and the kind of guy he is. This is an exciting place for him to play. So I think both those things are going to get them excited. I and, and and it's prime time Sunday night. I mean, these guys want to show out. They know this is a game that everybody watches. So yeah, I think for a lot of reasons, I think you're gonna you're gonna get a a strong effort from the Chiefs, and I don't think there's gonna be any lack of focus because it's a trap game. I'm glad to hear you say that because I think there's possibilities there. I think the matchup for Watson and Dubs, the the, the two primary receivers, uh, not to take anything away from Jaden Reed, who's getting a good target share as well. Um, I think you have to go into it as though you have to bring everything you have a bucket list type game for a number of players uh, for a number of us that are going to be there too, folks. If you want to see me, I'll be about eight rows up above the 45 yard line. So keep your eyes peeled. I'll be the one guy in red. Uh, what will happen here though, is that you can't get distracted by all that. And I, I think those two wide receivers match up pretty well with what the chiefs want to do, no matter who the personnel is, even if it's Josh Williams and Jalen Watson coming in, getting those relief snaps, the guy that bothers me, the guy that has me concerned can also catch the ball, but it's not his primary job. And it's A.J. Dillon. This is the kind of game, without Nick Bolden in particular, that if they just keep handing it to him, uh, 14 carries last week, that this is something that has bit the Chiefs in the in the past. Are they ready, especially with Drew Tranquil, to kind of batten down the hatches and just sustain the body blows that are going to come from A.J. Dillon in the run game? Yeah, and that I mean that's the one thing that you know I think that Green Bay has to do if if they want to win a game. I mean, they're Jordan Love. I don't feel like as a quarterback at this point that you can just put it on his arm and ask him to win you games. I think that this is a team that has to win games as a team. So that means that they have to run the football effectively. And 
And yeah, I mean, you know, the the last four games, they've they've been over 100 yards rushing in all four of them, and they're three and one. I mean, that's a pretty good indication right there that tells you that when this team runs the football well, they can compete. They can, but they also can't make mistakes, and that's that's the other thing that you know the Chiefs have to do is they have to win the turnover battle. So, to me, it, this is I mean the the the, the Packers. To me, don't excel in any single one area. I mean, they're to me a pretty good definition of a 500 team. If you bought one of the box, be the Green Bay Packers. But as we saw, that doesn't mean that they can't jump up and bite you. On a good day, they can play with anybody in this league. I think they showed that last week, and they are. And and, and that winning streak has caught the attention. I mean, even you know the tail end of last week, there were some guys in the locker room talking about the fact, hey. Packers won some games here. Andy Reid's talked about the winning streak. So I don't think that they're going to sneak up, but you've, I think, put out the recipe for how do the Packers win this game or keep it close. They run the football effectively. Jordan Love does not turn it over. Uh, they play good defense, and they they keep the Chiefs in the low 20s at least. I'm glad you mentioned the defense. Five last week against the Lions. Five players with four or more pressures. Uh, there are a lot of conversations you could have here. For the Chiefs offensive line, uh, struggling a little bit of an injury for Donovan Smith, he's going to get Rashawn Gary, who turned four of those pressures into three sacks last week. Uh, a young, athletic, long-limbed defensive end, right outside linebacker, whatever you want to call him. This is the primary matchup for me that I think is probably the most concerned, although I don't think Gary's the, the biggest issue on that defensive front. But how do you feel about this matchup, Smith and Gary? Yeah, I mean, I've, I for the most part have liked what the Chiefs have gotten from both their tackles. I mean, even when we talk about the penalties with Jawan Taylor, um, you know, I, I heard the discussion. You know, depending on you know your metrics about who you look to, uh, there's one metric I think in which Jawan Taylor has gone what three or four games with 100% win rate in pass protection. So, you know, I've, I think the Chiefs have gotten everything that they want from both those tackles, but you're right. I mean, that's going to be a big one for Donovan Smith. Um, we'll see. I mean, it, did, it looked like he came back from the singer that he suffered last week okay. Um, but you're right. I mean, he's had a couple of little little dings in here and there throughout the season, um, you know, rib, shoulder. Um, there's just all the little things that kind of get you when you're in, you know, in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> getting up there like Donovan Smith. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, that's that, that to me, I think from the, from the end standpoint is the matchup that you have to watch, but uh, I think Donovan Smith's up for it. I mean, I, I, I think, I think that the Chiefs are okay there. I, I think the two guys that have the more formidable foe, uh, maybe that's the best matchup, but you have strength, like you mentioned in uh, Taylor's for when Kenny Clark lines up outside, I think you're okay there. I think Trey Smith, this is going to be a redemption game for him. He, he hasn't had the greatest season to this point. He has maybe his biggest matchup against Kenny Clark, predominantly on the inside over his face. I think this is going to be the primetime matchup for what actually affects Patrick in the pocket. How do you feel that, that Trey, A, has played this season on a whole? And is this something I, I feel like he can shine in this particular matchup? Yeah, the only thing that I feel like Trey's struggled with this year has been the penalties. They've they've stepped up this year, and hard to tell. You know, I I wonder if some of that is you know playing next to a, a new right tackle, um, somebody they're still getting used to. And Juwan, um, you know, I mean, Juwan has had his penalty problems too, and you know, has that been rubbing off on Trey a little bit? Honestly, it might be rubbing off on him from a second reason, which is that because of the focus on Juwan Taylor. I think there have been a lot of eyes on Trey Smith too, just inadvertently, because the officials are being 
the memo was out there, you know, coaches are saying, watch Jawan Taylor starts and everything. And as a result, officials are watching Jawan Taylor and keeping the focus and they're watching both those guys. And coincidentally, both of them are getting a lot of holding calls too. So, you know, Trey may be getting caught up in a little bit of the the wash with the, the, the Jawan Taylor focus, but I think he's still been playing good football. I mean, I, I don't think that there's, there's been anything with his game. Now, he had the foot issue that, that hurt, hit him during the Raiders game. So let's see where he's on the injury report this week. Um, you know, all those guys are kind of dealing with some banged up things. I think, you know, Creed's been dealing with a little bit of a knee thing too. So everybody this time of year is banged up, but you're right. I mean, that's that Green Bay defensive line, they can come at you from any different direction. And so that's why it, this is a big game for everybody. I mean, and there's going to be a lot of guys who are going to have some big one-on-one matchups that they've got to win. Yeah, and if he's healthy, I, I like Trey Smith to rise to the occasion. Kenny Clark's been playing good ball and had eight pressures last week, so let's see what he can get done. Would love to know what you guys think. Leave your comments below with your predictions, but we're going to put Matt on the spot here because uh, he goes first every single week before Chris and I do. You'll get our predictions on Friday, and we will have uh, the inside information for you tomorrow. But, Matt, uh, overall, weather, everything, these matchups, how do you see this game going? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I feel like the, the Packers are a, a standard run-of-the-mill 500 team. I mean, they don't get necessarily outstanding quarterback play. Um, they do have a pretty good pass defense, but you can run the football on them. Um, I do think that when the Chiefs are playing the way that they did, for instance, against the Raiders last week, that their passing offense should be above average. So if they stick with the plan, if they can stick to the fundamentals, I think they'll be able to move the football, even with the weather as cold as it may be and whether there's any precipitation or not. I mean, it's, it's always Lambo. So I think it always feels cold there, period. Uh, but I, this is probably probably bad news for the Chiefs because when when I get confident behind the Chiefs is usually when they end up in dogfights. I'm confident on this one. I mean, I, I I think offensively, I think that they're gonna they're going to you know continue to evolve and and move forward. I think defensively, they should be able to keep this team in check. So I'm going with the Chiefs, 24-13. I like it. And folks, uh, I'll give you a, a temperature reading there before the game. Look for some live content here on the channel before the ball game kicks off, Matt. Uh, thanks for your time and setting us straight for what is about to happen and where we're at now. Appreciate it. As always, Ryan. Take care, everybody. You guys have a great day. Make sure that you join us tomorrow as we get the inside info on those Green Bay Packers. It is coming up. And then Friday, we're going to give you our breakdown, full preview, our predictions, key matchups. You don't want to miss it. And check out the rest of the Lockdown Podcast Network for everything that you may need in preparing for that game or any other this weekend. We appreciate you spending your time with us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.